CPA and CFP Don Cash has made it his life's work to help people like you plan their finances and achieve their retirement goals. It's time for your money and your life. It's time for another edition of Your Money and Your Life with Don Cash and myself, and we're going to talk a little bit about you know identity theft. It's a uh, it seems like it's a constant barragement now, but there are certainly times of the year, and I think moving into the fourth quarter lends itself to being one of those times of the year. So that's going to be the topic of conversation this week on the podcast. As always, don't forget to subscribe and check out the other shows, past shows if you'd like to do so, and share the message with others that might benefit. Find all the information at doncashpodcast.com. That is doncashpodcast.com. And speaking of the fourth quarter, Don, it is uh, nearly the end of the year, or we're technically into it, right? Fourth quarter, Mark. We're into October already. <laughs> I know. You know, I've heard it said that sometimes the days drag on, but the months and the years seem to just fly by. Especially Dude. as we, yeah. you know, we hit a certain age. Man, that could not be more true, right? Uh, I, I saw another funny way of looking at it. It said, uh, as you get older. Uh, the years go by like the last little bit of the toilet paper roll. It seems like it just goes. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, wow, that's a somebody had too much time on their hands with that. And you and I were just chatting a little bit here, so it's uh, you know the weather's turned. Well, the weather's confused once again. It, it was thirty eight here a couple nights ago, uh, but it's seventy eight right now. How you guys doing? Is you think summer's over for you? Well, you know, we we talked about local summer here in New Jersey. I I think we had the final blast of summer last week, Mark. The okay. temperature was in the 80s. But you said 38 degrees. I mean, we woke up this morning to a crisp 44 degrees and yeah. it's good for walking weather, but uh you know, it's a it was a pretty big difference from a few days ago. Yeah, we were 45 this morning. A couple of days ago it was it was 38. So we had to cover up our our uh our garden stuff, our, our veggies and stuff are like, no, it's not. It wasn't hard frost, right? But still, mm-hmm. you don't want to risk it. So, you know, as we move towards the end of the year, Don, and, you know, New Year's coming at us quick, there's a lot of issues that need to be addressed. Social Security, Medicare, IRA, tax planning, all that stuff, year-end stuff. But let's shift gears a little bit and talk about that, that identity theft issue that just won't go away, right? It's just constantly something, always some sort of scam of some sort, right? So let's discuss the risks and some, some blind spots for folks and things that hopefully they can do to protect themselves. Yeah, you know, it's it's true, Mark. I think it's one of those issues that continues to be, you know, either the front of our minds or at least in the back of our minds, but it doesn't seem to come to really, you know, it doesn't become real, I guess, until something dreadful happens. Sure. So it's sort of like the, you know, risk of a car accident. We always know the possibilities there. And, right. you know, there's great safety features and newer cars, but sometimes we just kind of let our guard down. And, mm. and most of the time, it's not our fault, but bad things do happen anyway. So, yeah. Yeah, for sure, right? I mean, it's it's always something in the technology and the use of our cards everywhere certainly is a big deal. So let's hit on some things for folks to be thinking about. Yeah, you know, one of the things I think people need to get in their minds about this issue of the identity theft mark is right. that, number one, it could happen to them. It, for sure, right? yeah. It happened to me, you, anybody else. Don't be embarrassed if it does. I mean, I'll tell you a couple of stories in a few minutes. Um, And it's likely, more than ever, that your data is going to be breached. And that's really different from identity theft. That's a great point. Yeah. I mean, we've all seen the headlines numerous times, right? This company, 35,000 emails. This company, that, you know, so on and so forth, right? Uh, You know, login accounts or or whatever the case is. So so let's start there. Then what, what is a data breach? And then what is identity theft or ID theft? 
Yeah, I mean, that's, uh, I think, a good question, and it's often a point of confusion. So a data breach is any kind of security incident, like you just mentioned, in which some unauthorized person or parties gains access to sensitive data or confidential information, like personal data. We're seeing a lot of these in situations with certain retailers, like mm-hmm. whether it's Target or bank or some big company gets breached and hackers get access to consumer data, like a name, date of birth, phone number, right. email address or addresses, things like that. So I'm seeing this happen recently to a, a few insurance companies here in the United States, even with clients who are policyholders, they've had issues with these some of these companies using third-party vendors where the data was breached. So uh, that's a breach. And identity theft is something different. And that happens when someone actually uses your personal or financial information without your permission to open up an account, right? Or access your account or, or steal money even, or other valuable data. Yeah. Yeah. And I would, I would think that these breaches would make logical sense to me anyway, that they could sometimes be a first step leading towards identity theft. It could be. And and that's where we need to take action. And I'll get into that in a few minutes. But awareness is often the key, right, Mark? Mm-hmm. It's just being open to understanding that we need to be super vigilant and realize that, you know, these kind of things are kind of lurking around the corner. Oh, yeah. What's surprising is that the group of people in the country most at risk, the demographic group, mm-hmm. is actually millennials. Right? It's people from the age of like 27 to 40 or 42 years old. Yeah, I've seen that a couple of times. We tend to think it's going to be seniors, right? Uh, folks that are over 65. And I'm surprised it's that high as far as the age. I would have figured it would have been you know, definitely folks in their 20s. That makes sense to me. But why do you think that is? Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, I didn't really think too much about that until I was reading articles about millennials getting uh, ripped off like this. Mm -hmm. And I think it's because they're most likely to live their lives online. Okay. Yeah, fair point. Yeah. Even young people as well. But, you know, if you're a teenager or someone in your 20s, you You don't don't have have anything yet, maybe. Yeah, you don't have any money or credit. So I think the things that are compromising their security, the millennials, Mm -hmm. are, are things like applying for credit, right? They tend to have a lot of credit cards, a lot of debt, yeah. a lot of loans, uh, credit cards or uh, car loans, uh, something called payday loans, right? You know, which yeah. is really not not really big with our generation, but for younger people, they kind of take loans against their uh, their paychecks. You know what's actually also big with that cohort dating sites? Oh, I would seem to make a lot of sense because you're putting so much of your personal stuff there, right? Yeah, dating sites, getting hooked up with nefarious characters, social media. Right, buying and selling things on websites with potentially bad characters, bad actors. So these are typically the, the children and grandchildren of our clients' market. Mm-hmm. But we just need to know that they're they're really a target. And as it relates to people over fifty, it's sometimes it's the same type of criminals, but not always. Yeah. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. You know, and I won't name names to, you know, here on the podcast, but I mean, even something as simple as, you know, you ordering something online. We noticed my wife and I three different times ordering a, a food delivery service. I'll just put it that way. Each one of us had our card in, you know, taken and we had to you know, get a new card issued. Uh, so, you know, it, it, it can happen all sorts of places. So certainly keep your, 
you're uh, having those, um, I'm sure we'll talk about this later, having those alerts and things like that can be a good idea. But who are some of the perpetrators that we're seeing for the baby boomers? Because my mom, we talk about this a lot. You know, she's 82 and she gets these little scam calls and things all the time. Yeah, I mean, that's what's, you know, often surprising, really, in terms of the crossover between millennials and boomers and older people. It right. really runs the gamut, right? Mm-hmm. So who are these perpetrators, right? It could be a coworker, It could be employees, neighbors, you know, family members who see an opportunity to commit identity theft and take advantage. And, you know, it could be something as simple as the waiter at a restaurant, right, swiping your credit card. Mm, yeah. And stealing the number. Sure. It, it could be the the home health aide taking care of mom or dad and accessing files without mm, permission. Seen some of that too, yeah. Yep. I mean, my dad uh years ago had a home health aide use his phone to make calls outside the country. Mm. Um, and speaking of that, it's often those living outside of the United States committing these crimes on the internet and with cell phones. Yeah, definitely a lot of that, right? It gets pinged and bounced around and all that stuff. So, you know, typically the bad guys are looking to get your information. Obviously, what kind of information are they looking for when you're talking about trying to commit some fraud here? Yeah, like I mentioned before, for the most part, what they want is your personal information like birth dates, Mm -hmm. passwords, banking information, of course, social security numbers, computer addresses to take over your accounts, you know, use your accounts, open up new accounts, even fake tax returns, file wow. fake tax wow. returns is an issue. Yeah. I'll get talk about that in a second or even get a hold of medical information, which kind of you wouldn't think what would they need? medical information for but yeah. that's a form of uh, of identity theft as well yeah and it can be a simple things too and we're going to go over some common types here but like you see a lot of these phishing things on various you know so especially social media right they'll be like what was the what was your car you know when you you drove in high school and it's like don't answer these things because a lot of times that's the same kind of stuff people use as a part of the security questions on various things, right? So, you know, answer, it might seem innocuous enough and, and you know, uh, nostalgic enough to go, oh, yeah, I drove a blah, blah, blah in high school. But if you also use that same model car as one of your security questions at the bank, not a smart move, right? So let's go over some common types of things to, for folks to think about uh, as far as uh, breaches and, and identity theft. You know, that is so true, Mark. I mean, even when I tell my kids, don't share personal information yeah, to, yeah, on your you social don't need media. To, right? Don't tell them we're away on vacation. Right. right? <laughs> Wait till you're back and say we had a great time. Right. right. You know. Right. But they're they're showing off everything. And I guess it's just, you know, that's definitely a generational thing For as sure. well. Yeah. I think, you know, as you get older, you're more private about your life and more private about what you share. Right. Um, but in terms of the common types, right, you mentioned um, the, the phishing, but mm-hmm. hacking and data breaches tend to be more common with uh, corporate fraud, like we mentioned, sure. with banks and retail companies. The phishing is very common with uh, fake emails and texts. Yeah. Am- right? Yeah, you've got this order from Amazon. Give us a call to get it taken care of because there's a hiccup. And it's like, no, they, no, <laughs> don't do that. Call Amazon directly if you have a question, right? Yeah, I mean, there's you. you it was emails, probably the most common, right? Yeah. But even fake texts. Oh, big time, big time. Oh, right. And people are like, you know, looking to get responses from you Mm -hmm. on a text that's a scam. And, you know, a big one is fooling you into handing over information, right, with these fake calls. It's a growing problem. Yeah, that's a great point. And with those fake calls, folks, be aware, too, like a lot of times one scam that's going around is they'll say, can you hear me when you answer the phone? And they're looking for you to say yes. 
because then they just take the editing, right, and just capture that that yes, and then they use that for you saying, yes, I agree to this, that, or the other, right, when maybe you didn't. So be very careful about that kind of stuff, too. Uh, what devices most are at risk and what methods? I mean, obviously, our cell phones now are just, like, everywhere. Yeah, I mean, that's the most ubiquitous uh, device, right? It's it's the cell phone, mm-hmm. right? The cell phone, laptops. Here's something about uh, we've been talking about. I think we even had a show on this a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. uh, is unsecured Wi-Fi. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Right? You know, when you're going out, whether you're at an airport or at a coffee shop, you're out of, out of the country in yeah. particular. <laughs> yeah, don't use the, the local store's Wi-Fi, right? Never, ever be at a hotel with an unsecured Wi-Fi going on to do banking information. Right. Just don't do it. And not having a password on the phone, right? I mean, most phones now have like, you know, some kind of an ID, whether it's Multiple thumbprint ways. Mm-hmm. Or, or like an optical ID or something like that, you know, to get into my office. Even just ID, an old school number would be fine. Old school number, right? But yeah. not having any password yeah. is just you're kind of asking for it, right? Especially Indeed. if you're not careful with, mm-hmm. you know, if you leave your phone somewhere. But laptops and desktops with viruses, of course, is a yeah. big uh, method. Uh, credit cards and, and debit cards, right? Getting ripped off. Especially That's at the gas problem. station, those scanners, right? Those scan readers. Um, you've seen lots of stories of that where they put a little device on the the thing where you insert your card at the gas station to pay for it, and then they wind up pulling your information that way. So, yep. Hey, in New Jersey, it's even a bigger problem, Mark, because in New Jersey, we don't pump our own gas. Oh, that's right. Yeah, true. Yes, we roll up to the uh, gas tank and or gas uh, pump, mm-hmm. hand our credit card to a stranger. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> and, you and, and you can't even pump. You can't pump it if you want to, correct? That's correct. Yeah. Against the law. Crazy. Can you imagine that? Crazy. But we're handing our credit card off to people who are pumping gas, right? Social media, big problem. Big Facebook, man. Instagram, that sort of thing. Marketplaces, websites like Craigslist and Facebook Marketplace. Yeah. Like, you know, you don't think about that, but big problem. I mean, a few years ago, it's going on vacation in Florida. Yeah. We're looking for a condo. This was the time where it was very hard to find a place because of COVID and it was not a lot of things available, found something that looked legitimate on Craigslist, but it was a scam. Mm -hmm. And they were asking for us to send them money via Venmo, right? So Mm -hmm. it's another thing with Venmo and something like that, or Zelly or PayPal. These are are, uh, potential areas where you could get a fraud perpetrated. So I'm assuming you've seen some of these with your friends and families oh, yeah. and clients or something. Without a doubt. Yeah. Like I said, we've been we've been hit. You know, I you know, having elderly parents and on both sides, my wife's and myself, you know, we try to teach them all the little things that we know to keep their, you know, keep their eyes on that for those types of things as well, right? Yeah, no doubt. I mean, the other things that come to mind is the fake phone calls from the IRS or oh, police. Yeah. yeah, we're gonna come lock your door if you don't send us two thousand dollars or whatever. Yeah, IRS never calls. Nope. The police won't call you. Nope. Um, of course, there's fake emails that look legit from FedEx or the post office or the bank or Amazon. And I think one of the issues that trips people up is that some services like Amazon, they actually do send emails yeah. confirming the delivery. Like your, del- your delivery has arrived. Right, right. Something like that. So Yeah. The, are, the one you got to watch out there, Don, like I said earlier, is the one where they say that there's a problem with your order uh, to put your information in or to call a, this number and we'll get it sorted out. And it's like, take a look at the number. If it doesn't match an, you know Amazon's listed number, don't call it. Just call them directly and then ask to speak to somebody about it. I've had 
seen that with folks before they've done that and they're like, Amazon goes, we have no issue with this order. This is fine. Right. So it's clearly a scam. Yeah. And that's what I you know, always tell my family and, and the younger people in particular, just stop, think it through. Yep. Yes, sir. And they're always looking for some urgency. That's always part of the equation. Well, right? yeah, the panic is half the battle, right? If they get you panicked, yeah. then you, then you make a mistake. You know, no doubt about it. There's also things like dark web breaches, mm. right? Yeah. This is where scammers kind of actually sell your data and those services that kind of watch over your um, information. You know, that's a, a valuable service when it comes to dark web breaches. Yeah. Uh, weak passwords, right? That's a problem. People use the worst passwords. <laughs> I mean, stop the using the same thing for everything, right? Yeah. yeah. And for don't ever use the password as password. <laughs> or right or one, two, one, two three four five six I, I can never think about that without thinking about space balls in the mel brooks movie and it's like the, the, <laughs> the his luggage the key to his luggage is one two three four five and it's the same as the password to the uh to the air dome or whatever it just cracks me up every time are you i we even heard like uh gosh a couple of years ago with politicians getting uh scammed and hacked because their password was password <laughs> right it was oh, i mean boy. You'd think they would have people in their employ that would be like, no, that's a bad idea. They should, yeah. at least, right? Of course, we have tax record theft, and that's where someone actually they file for a refund on your tax return early. Wow. Right? That's that's where people should think about you know, wow. not waiting too long. And then you look for a refund, and the IRS says, oh, we already sent that out. Jeez. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's something that's relatively new. The latest, speaking of new, is home title theft. Oh, I mean, my. I'll, I'll get into that in a, in a few minutes. Have you heard of that one? No, no. I'll be curious to hear about that. So is that what you're hearing is the is the growing threat? Is, is that the big one? Or what's the what's the kind of the, um, I don't know, the Mac Daddy right now? Well, that's an old Well, phrase. I'll give you an example of some that I've seen lately. These are like phone calls from friends and clients okay. not too long ago. Okay. The first one I call is... Grandma, I need your help scam. Ah, yes. Okay. So recently, I got a client gets a call from a, uh, a girl purporting to be her granddaughter saying she's been in a car accident or some accident and needs money right away for bail, mm -hmm. right? The fake granddaughter puts on the phone, uh, the phone call, a person pretending to be an attorney who subsequently is asking grandma for money to bail the daughter out, bail the granddaughter out of right, jail. Right, right. What's disturbing I found about this one is that the fake callers had really good information on uh, that's really particular to the victim, right? So they had the granddaughter's name, right? Where the granddaughter said, Grandma, it's Amanda. I need your help. Right. And of course, that's that's the name. That's your granddaughter's name. You're sure. attentive. Right. Where she attended college. I'm at Princeton. I'm uh, and, it, and she did attend college where the grandmother lived. They knew she lived in the area, right? So they actually wanted the grandmother to get cash and meet them somewhere to exchange the oh, money. Oh, boy. Very scary. So the yeah. lesson is if someone's calling, faking to be another person, of course, first thing, hang up and call back that person, whether it's you know, your yeah. son, your granddaughter, whoever it is. You know, in this case, it was a granddaughter. So call back that person immediately. Yeah. yeah, especially if you're looking at your phone and most of us are on our cell phone. And if it's not their cell phone calling you, which we typically have something on there, that should be a first indicator, right? So take a second to your point a minute ago and just think it through. 
Uh, and of course, yep. social media, it's easy to get all that information, like, you know, her name and where she went to school and so on and so forth. What else? Yeah. But again, you know, the, the key element again is panic, urgency, yes. got to act now. The other thing they, they tell, uh, they told the grandmothers, don't tell anybody. <laughs> this is right. So if you, you hear that red, huge red flag, a double red flag, triple yeah. red flag. Yeah. The, the next one, I, the next thing I, I've seen is I called the fake virus infection pop up. Right. Mm -hmm. So recently a client gets a, a Microsoft alert that pops up when they log into their computer that they're at risk of some being hacked or having a virus on the computer. They need to call this phone number on the pop up and get the virus removed. Yeah. Right. Unfortunately, the person I know called the number and the scammer, this is the number the scammer showed in the pop up and, and the, you know, after a few minutes, they realized that it was a scam, but they were kind of going down this path of handing over information, like information on the computer, the mm -hmm. IP address, maybe some personal data. So if you see a virus alert like that, just shut down the computer, uh, maybe call an uh, IT service like Best Buy Geek Squad or something like that. Uh, and you likely have something called like a malware or something like that on the computer. Yeah. Have you and heard can, of that one? Yeah, and I can see a lot of older folks maybe being a little more subject to this one because you're like, I, you know, I don't know what to do if there's a computer on my, you know, a virus on my computer. What do I do, right? So that certainly makes a lot of sense. What else? Yeah, that's one. Um, the final thing that seems to be a growing threat, something called home title theft. This sounds right? terrifying. Yeah. And this is more uh, common to be victimized if you own your own home without a mortgage, right? And this is where someone actually goes online, downloads a form from your county to change the ownership on the title of your home. What? So, so you've yeah, paid off your home and then it's yours outright, which is a super happy moment. Right. And then someone can go download it and possibly change the title, the, the ownership name? Wow. Well, what they do is they forge the information, yeah. get the form, typically get it notarized, right, falsely. Right. Mail it back to the county, right? County has a stack of paperwork, and the county processes the form. And soon, without knowing it, technically, with the county records, you no longer own the home. So what they might do is get a loan against the value of your home and now there's a lien on your property oh wow and they may even try to sell your home to another buyer have you ever seen these signs on this on the side of the road say we buy ugly houses right right we buy houses for cash right right someone takes t your title and they sell your home to one of these home flippers now you're into a boatload of trouble, right? Oh, my Lord. You can get the thing fixed after it happened legally since it is a fraud. But you're going to be likely facing a mountain of legal bills. And stress and headache and pain. Yeah. Oh, my. Yeah. See, that one, that's enough to make somebody, like, lose their marbles right there. That's crazy. Is is there any prevention techniques here for something like this to get ahead yeah, of some things? Know, it's, it's funny you mentioned the stress and the anxiety. I mean... Just looking into this, I was stressed out. <laughs> right, exactly. I was thinking, oh my Lord, this could actually happen. People are listening somewhere. right now going, I want to know, and I also don't want to know. Thanks, Tom. Yes, right? I, the people I've been speaking about this was like, well, this is really freaking me out. Yeah. Yeah, fortunately, you can call your county clerk and ask for an alert to be put on your property in the county where you live, 
right? You, you just call up the uh, county clerk's office, mm-hmm. and if there's any attempt to change the ownership of your home, you're going to get a letter or a text or an email or a phone call, and it's a free service, and just call, again, your county clerk's office. And I just did this recently with our home, and I just saw an email I got from this, and it said, you know, dear Donald Cash, this is confirmation of your registration of your property fraud alert in Monmouth County, New Jersey. We're now monitoring documents recorded in this county, and we'll contact you if we locate a match for the information. So, you know, comforting, right? Okay, okay. And I'm just going to, at this point, I'm going to bring this up to all my friends yeah, and clients. No. So this is something that, you know, listening to the show, please forward this to your friends and, and family. Yeah, that's a great tip uh, for sure. What what other tips we got? Okay, a couple of things. to. There are services we mentioned earlier that are going to protect you against identity theft. These are commercial services, right? You pay a fee for. Yeah. yeah. The most common are like LifeLock and Identity Guard, Identity Shield, a company called Kroll. And if there's any suspicious activity in your account or if anyone tries to open up credit in your name or there's like dark web activity, they're going to be notifying you. And they all charge about the same kind of a a nominal fee. Yeah. And then you can also freeze your own credit, correct? Yeah, you could do that. That's a great step. And you can just call the the three main services like Equifax, Experian, TransUnion. Uh, That's free. Your credit's going to be locked up. You just need to remember to unfreeze it right? If you want to open up a credit card or refinance your mortgage or something like that. Okay. Another good tip for sure. Uh, Any other tips for the listeners? Okay. A couple of things always to remember, change your passwords, right? And use strong passwords, not one, two, three, four, right? Right. (laughs) Like, you know, it's also good to use things like pass phrases, right? Something like, I love my old cat, right? Okay. Sure. Uh, Not your birthday or birth year, right? Uh, Never open up emails from UPS or FedEx or the post office, right? The IRS is never going to call you. You talked about uh, engaging in conversation, right? Mm -hmm. Now they're trying to record your voice with AI. Yeah, I was mentioning that earlier. Mm -hmm. Never say the word yes. Uh, We talked about the dark web. That's where people buy and sell data. And getting alerts from uh, these companies like LifeLock is, I think, is probably a pretty good idea. Yeah. Um, And people always ask me sometimes, you know, why is it not so easy to withdraw money, like right from your IRA or 401k? And this is why, right? Yeah, it's, there you go. You know, they wonder, why do I need like a, a paper form with my signature? And it's going to take two or three days and it slows down the process. This is the reason why. Yeah, great points for sure. I, you know, I, my mom asked me, she's like, well, how do you answer somebody when they're asking you questions without saying yes? And I'm like, if they're asking open-ended questions, A, be on alert, but B, just say things like, mm, mm-hmm, <laughs> you know? I was like, don't yeah. give them any real confirmation, you know, of anything. And I said, and of course, if there's a bunch of open-ended questions, you should just go ahead and probably hang up anyway, because something's not right, especially if you didn't call them. So great tips, great conversation. A little scary, obviously, but so much more to discuss on this topic. But I do think we hit some good points for people to, you know, be aware of, Don, right? Some things to, to be vigilant, vigilant on. Because, uh, you know, unfortunately, the bad folks are out there, right? And they're always looking for that payday. So if you need help, you got some questions, especially something like the the home 
uh, title issue that Don just shared with us. Reach out and have a conversation with Don. He's always here to help, clearly, in what we do here on the podcast. He is a CPA and a CFP. And you can have a conversation with him by reaching out to him at his website, donaldcash.com. That's his main website, donaldcash.com. And you can subscribe to the podcast, Your Money and Your Life, on Apple, Google, or Spotify. Just hit the little heart button or follow button on whatever app you like to use. You can find all of it, again, at his website as well. And also have a consultation and a conversation if you need to. So just reach out to him. Don, thanks for breaking it down and scaring the pachipas out of us. <laughs> thanks, Mark. <laughs> we appreciate it. And we'll see you next time here on Your Money and Your Life. And don't forget, as Don said, this is a really good one to share uh, with kids and grandkids as well, especially it's not just about retirement or something of that nature. So share this with others who certainly can benefit the message from the message about identity theft. And we'll see you next time here on Your Money and Your Life. Investment advisory services offered through Donald W. Cash & Associates, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of New Jersey.